the Treehouse of Horror this year. It's going to be... They're going to do Stranger Things, I think. Are they really? <laughs> yeah. How... How have they been recently? I haven't seen any of the like newer ones because I just stopped watching Simpsons. Yeah, um, because just the quality of the comedy has gone down. Like, ha- have they been good? Uh, it's it's a, it's really a toss up. Uh, you know, because you get three little stories for each like Treehouse of Horror. So yeah. you know, you have some that are you have some that are standouts. You know, you have, every now and again you'll get one really good one, and then like two like, uh, and then now Simpsons is like season thirty one. Now, which is absolutely obscene. Yeah, uh, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's kind of it, it's fucking wild, dude. And I I can't believe it. I really can't believe it. And you know, thinking back on it, I'm like, God damn, I've seen like thirty of these already. Like right now, I'm currently uh, watching this channel called Freeform, which I'm pretty sure it's owned by Disney because they play everything Disney and Fox now because they're giving all of the Treehouse of Horrors like in a row. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's actually pretty neat. Like they uh, they're doing this uh, thirty one days of Halloween gimmick, and uh, it's like something scary every day, pretty much. And today is just all the Treehouse of Horror stuff after they gave Hocus Pocus. So that's pretty cool shit, man. Yeah, but, uh, with this you know, with this next one, it's episode six sixty six. So that's a big deal, and it's that's it is, pretty dope. It's their <laughs> it's their thirtieth one, so it's like they got to go all out, and hopefully, you know, it's so okay. The synopsis for the episode for Treehouse of Horror, it's, it features a demon Maggie, a mission to rescue Millhouse from another dimension, dead Homer's spirit trying to find, or trying on some new bodies for size, and Selma finally finding love in an unlikely pace, the alien in the basement. I don't know. So, and then like the image for it has like, has, has like, um, Stranger Things on it, and you know, I I don't know, uh, man. It's gonna be wild. Should be interesting. But speaking of Stranger Things, uh, this week um, they announced officially season four is coming out. Oof. Okay. And I and and this time, according to Millie Bobby Brown's uh, social media feed, uh, it's not in Hawkins anymore. So we did do an episode about this. Yes. Yes. And we did say how it's it's gonna have to kind of have a good story behind it in order to bring these guys back together again exactly. after separating at the end of season three. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious as to how that's going to happen. I'm curious as to see where this goes. There's been rumors about about um, but Hopper not being totally dead and being in like this different like dimension or something or other. Uh, uh, yeah, which is really far fetched for me. Um, because I mean, like oh, because. It, Everyone is like, oh, you haven't seen his body yet. But it's like, hey, you know, I'm, I was sad at the end of that one. But, you know, I don't really I, want I to get it. see yeah. any more of that, honestly. Yeah, like uh, we talked about it in our Stranger Things episode, which uh, the buddy, uh, the fiends at home can go check that out. Um, we, yeah, it comes to a conclusion. Like season three ends. You know, it ends, it ends the series until yeah. that last little tag where it's like, oh, the Russians are still doing stuff. And I'm like, we were both like, shit, why are they still doing shit? You no, know? exactly. <laughs> like, they had a good opportunity, just like we mentioned. They had a good opportunity to kind of just end it. Yes. Because um, it, it seemed finite. You know what I mean? At the, like, right at the end, it seemed like it was a good a good point to kind of just wrap everything together yeah. and, and send everybody off on this sad, you know, dad's note. That Hopper left. Yeah, it was um, it was a natural ending, you know, and yeah. and anything beyond that, like Stranger Things four, like it already sounds like it's too many, 
You know what I mean? Like it's a yeah. part four. And you know when you get part four, you're you're pushing it. You're you're pushing it way past the point it should be. Listen, there were two things that had a really good part fours. That was Rocky and uh, and Friday the Thirteenth. So it's, uh, it's a lot of people have a lot of like part fours and stuff and season fours. And usually the decline of a movie franchise or a series, it's usually around that peak after the third season is where it starts kind of going a little bit down um, in terms of quality because now they're just stretching it. That's true. Um, so. This season, we're going to see everyone with, like, you know, facial hair <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know, and, like, suits because now they have to get real jobs because they're so tall. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> they, uh, they enjoyed the workforce, fucking bums. <laughs> Dude, let's see what happens. But you know what's funny? Did you hear that rumor that um, they were saying if fucking um, what's-his-face, uh, the kid with the hat and the and the speech impediment. Oh, Dustin? <laughs> Yeah, Dustin, I forgot his name. And Dustin, <laughs> if Dustin didn't stop to sing fucking the song from the never ending story, Hopper would never have died. Oh, <laughs> man. Because it took so long yeah. to get that fucking scene now while Hopper's over here fighting this Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jace dude Ew. from Russia, getting his ass beat, you know? And then they're over here fucking singing Never Ending Story. Well, you know what, though, man? That's that's what he gets for being part of a kid adventure. You know, you gotta have that little kid part in there. Where you, you gotta know, have room for the theme songs, bro. And the, you know, and the, and, like and the random like musical you know numbers all, yeah. all the time. You gotta have room for the kids to mess up because they're kids. You know, kids are, oh. kids are gonna make dumb decisions to like sing it, the never ending story song. So, speaking of dumb decisions, um, I got my ticket for Zombieland two the other day. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. Somebody's got to do it, right? Yeah. It's like we say at the end of this podcast, that it's a scary world out there, <laughs> and we're here to walk through it. So this is what I got to do, you know? Yeah. Um, I have the thankless task of watching Zombieland 2, which I think is totally unnecessary. Um, comes out uh, in a couple weeks, yeah. and uh, I'm hoping it's halfway decent. Yeah, Zombieland Double Tap. And it's, what, it's been like 10 years since the first one? And, you know, I, is it a horror sequel? Is it, it looks like it's a comedy sequel. And we both know how comedy sequels, like, if you, yeah. you look at Anchorman 2, Zoolander 2, um, what's another Dumb cult? and Dumber. Dumb right? and Dumberer. Yeah. And, oh, there's so many comedy sequels that are just pure because trash. I don't, I don't understand why. You know, it's like, I get it if you gave me this sequel like a year or two after the first one came out. Right. Um, but it's been a long time and they don't look like they've gotten any kind of better in terms of their situation. Yeah. Um, the story is mainly about um, Abigail Brothers' character going off with some cult kid or something, some kid who had weed or something. Yeah. Shit. And like, it, it has it been 10 years in this universe? You know, like, has it been 10 years for them and they're still, like, in the fucking wastelands? It doesn't, like, I don't like the fact that in 10 years of being in this Zombieland universe, you kind of haven't done anything in terms of settling down, you know? Yeah. Being that you are, you know, armed to the teeth, right? You can, you know, settle down and start, you know, and start living as much of a life as you can in that situation instead of just traveling back and forth. And I think they move into the white house or something in this in this one yeah i mean but, unless that's unless it's part of the point you know unless it's like 
a, a movie about them, like, not evolving as characters, you know, because they still call each other by their nicknames and all that stuff, you know, and the original one, they gave each other nicknames because you don't get attached to people, right? But it made if, sense. Yeah, and now you're like, you can't keep calling him Tallahassee after 10 years, you know? It's like he never told you his real name. And it's, it's a little awkward. Yeah, it, it's stuff like that. Unless it's like a commentary about how these characters didn't evolve and they're still being weird. And maybe that's the point of having characters that are just like them. But then, you know, it, it's still like, I'm giving it, already giving it more credit than it probably needs. You know, <laughs> like, it, it's, it's, it's just going to be a, uh, a sequel where we see them do the same shit again. Good luck with that. <laughs> Good luck with that for Corpse Feed. Oh my god. Um, I'm not looking forward to it. But uh, it is October. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Have the Morgue, the official Corpse Feed podcast, where we give you everything from music sometimes, we sprinkle in some music, we sprinkle in some pop culture stuff in there, but we definitely give you all the blood and gore you want. Um, and with me is uh, my main man, Tex. Howdy, everybody. Nick Valdez from comicbook.com. I call him Texas. He's from Texas. You know, yes, so. yes. <laughs> uh, and I am Arturo Padilla, the man behind Corpse Feet. And uh, and this episode, we got uh, we got some uh, some a good conversation going on about the zombies. Yes, zombie, zombie, zombie. And it is appropriate, being that it is the time of the season uh, for ghost schools, goblins, and all things undead. Um, and we're just going to have a nice little conversation about just zombies in general. Like, for example, Tex, like I was thinking earlier, what exactly makes a zombie? Because we've spoken in the past right. um, about a lot of movies. Like, for example, 28 Days Later, right? Yes. One gets infected, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of movies that, um, that have to be kind of pointed out whether it's people rising up from the dead. Right. Mm-hmm. Or people getting infected and then dying and then maybe coming back as zombies. But where do we draw this fucking line, man? Yeah, that, that right? is a, that is a very interesting question, because, you know, uh, if you just want to talk like infected stuff, then, you know, you have to extend that to when the infection makes them crazy, like in the crazies, which, um, you know, if you if you the feeds at home, if you haven't seen that remake with, uh, with Timothy Oliphant's in it, right? Um, yep, Timothy Oliphant's in it, and it's a very excellent remake. Yeah, in fact, like I would, I would say, you know, watch it over the original. You know, it just it's good. Like, but that's that's what I mean when I say like if you're counting infections as part of the thing, then it's like you know, then you would consider those zombies. And like in Twenty Eight Days Later, and you know, um, I think isn't there like a sequel? happening or I, I yes there is rumors of um of danny boyle actually directing another sequel to Ugh. 28 days later and 28 weeks later i think probably probably called 28 months later for all i know but or if not do i think they should go full for it and do 28 years do 28 years later and oh, like, dude, that'd be great yeah uh, just like do like concept. give us like a future where they like settled you know, uh, like, the complete total opposite of Zombieland 2, right? Where it's like, give us a future where they, they have to settle, and it's like, they're still fighting this virus, you know, because it's still, it's a virus. It's still going. You can't, yes. you can't kill a it, virus. Exactly. So, that in mind, back to my question of what exactly is a zombie. Do we, are we accepting zombies now as a horror society, as a horror community? Do we accept, do we accept a zombie that is not not dead already you know do we accept the person getting infected and then turning into a zombie 
Uh, are we including these infections? Are the infections killing the people first? Yeah. I, and not turning them first, see, you know? Yeah, in terms of that, I would argue so. Because if not, then you you discount much of, you know, like the zombie films in general, you know, or the zombie properties. Like, like The Walking Dead. Sure, nobody watches it anymore, but it's like it's 10 seasons in. And that's a good example of a series where they have the zombies infecting and turning people like killing them and turning them into zombies, you know, and that's that's like, you know, if if you take out that, then it's like you can't count Walking Dead. You can't count. Um, I, I know George Romero did some of these, too. Like he his whole catalog isn't that, but he did some like World War Z. You can't count right? World War Z. Like, yeah, it's a good question. Like, where do you draw the line? In quote unquote zombie lore, yeah. Um, for instance, um, when Night of the Living Dead first got made by George Romero, mm-hmm. uh, rest in peace, he gave us all the of the dead sequels, all that good stuff. Um, but in the original, the dead corpses in the cemetery became zombies because of some military kind of experiment that went bad, right? right? Pretty much. Um, that's what we find out at the end of the movie. It was some kind of, you know, toxic thing or nuclear thing going on with that shit. So with that said, that wakes up people who are already buried and dead, right? So there's no really infected. And then the people, the zombies end up killing, they just kill them. They don't turn them, right? Yes. So then now we have the infected zombie, which gains an infection, but I still have a problem with that because technically they're not really dead at first, right? right? There's no real clarification with these kinds of, like, diseases. Um, Like, for instance, like, as we said, in 28 Days Later, they catch this rage virus from some crazy fucking monkeys, right? So does the rage virus we see, the rage virus, I should say, infect and then turn? So it doesn't technically kill you, right? Right. Unlike... In the Dawn of the Dead movie, for example, another great remake, the Dawn of the Dead remake from uh, Zack Snyder, right? Yes. These zombies, they bite you and then you turn, but but you die first. Yeah, it, like they like make make note that it's like it gives you like a super like hun- over hundred degree fever and stuff like that, yes, and then and then exactly. you slowly die on the inside. Yeah, exactly. So your brain boils because of the fever, but and then after post mortem, I should say then you turn into a zombie. You right. know what I mean? So, like, all day today, just thinking um, about uh, this conversation, I was like, yo, like, what the fuck is actually a zombie, you know? Yeah, because then... What constitutes as a zombie movie these days? Like, because now, pretty much, if, if you get infected, people are like, oh, that's a zombie. Like, but a zombie is an infection. It's being raised from the dead. Yeah, because you know? then that also, you know, then once you start thinking about that, then you have to break it down even further. Because then you have, like, the fast ones and the slower ones and, you know, and the ones that, like, um, like I, I keep going back to Walking Dead, for example. You know, it's it's a popular example, but that's also a series that, because it's run so long, you see them, like, you see the zombies decay. And, you know, then it's, like, walking skeletons, basically. And, like, something like that would be a zombie, but it's, like, would... Wouldn't an infected person look like that after like a decade? Exactly. So this is a very, a very gray area in yeah. the zombie genre that we have come to accept 
um, in as horror fans and as genre fans, right? So right. we no longer think of just zombies as a regular old slow moving um, George Romero type zombie forms. Now we think of zombies as just anything that's kind of savage and crazed and feral and just coming at you. Because now, like, honestly, I haven't seen a zombie movie that they move slow. Right. Um, oh, actually, I did. It was fucking terrible. Um, that uh, Dead Don't Die movie with Bill Murray and um, Kylo Ren. I forgot what his fucking name is. Uh, <laughs> Adam Driver? Yeah, yeah, that movie was so fucking terrible. So that, that, movie, that movie looked different, too, because I thought it was, like, it was going to be, like a, like, a dark comedy kind of type thing, where, like, very dry and very, like, slow and just it's, very, it, like... There's no darkness or comedy in that movie, so... Oh, wow, it's, okay. Uh, it's just very bad, but that's not a conversation for right now. That's We've had that conversation <laughs> before, but I'm just saying they had slow-movie zombies where you're able to kind of run away but still shoot, but then as the classic zombie trope is just because there's so many dead people, they just overrun you, you know what I mean? Right. So just... The numbers game is what actually ends up killing the people in general in all these movies. Because, yeah, you're like, oh, they're slow. We can run away. That's cool. But there's a lot more dead people um, uh, buried underground than there are living. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that that's usually a numbers game thing. But then when you add the numbers game to the infection zombies, shit gets kind of wild. Um, yeah, one yeah. Then it's like, you know, and then it's fat, you know, then it's, you have all of that on top of that. Then you have like the speedy running ones. And then it's like, then you, then it's like one bite and you're done instead of yes. like, instead of like being able to fight back, you know, it, it's wild. Like for instance, one great, great scene is at the beginning of 28 weeks later where you have uh, these survivors hold up in this cabin and then they just get overrun. And then there's just this big old segment where they're running across these fields in, in Europe, which is being chased by this horde of zombies uh, until they can eventually get on a little rowboat and just escape while kind of, you know, leaving, uh, you know, all these people behind and loved ones behind and stuff. And you, that's, that's scary shit, man. When these guys, when these kind of zombies are just after you, they're just unrelenting, you know, like they right. just run, run, run and they, and they can't be stopped. Like as we found out, the only way to kind of kind of stop these uh, zombies were just to kind of starve them out. But then you're just stuck in a house forever, hoping hope you have enough supplies until these fucking things just die of starvation. Right. So you have a lot of different like zombie things going on, but pretty much now everything the zombie has evolved 100 percent for sure. I think because of 28 days later, um, the zombie has evolved into what we know now as these creatures that can just outrun you at any point. And a lot of the older zombies were that way because I guess they thought, oh, you know, you're dead. Your muscles have atrophied. Um, there's no possible way you could be running. And they found the loophole in infection. So I guess they found a way to evolve the zombie genre by adding an origin quirk or an origin loophole to the whole thing. Right. Uh, which is pretty dope. Um, for instance, um, one of my favorites, uh, Train to Busan. I know it's one of your favorites too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, that whole thing starts from an infection 
um, from an animal infection, right? I believe. Yeah, yeah. It starts out like uh, they mention it like briefly. It's it's like a science experiment. It's one of those things where like uh, some some little lab was experimenting on it, and then you you see little reports that like whatever it was is starting to get out. And then it's like it's causing this illness and all that stuff. And then eventually, you know, then we get thrown into the plot. And it's all it's all very sudden. But it's one of those things where it's like it builds up through the intro. Kind of like um, kind of like the Dawn of the Dead remake. Where it's like you hear little hints of it until boom. Like all of a sudden it's like, oh, there we are. We're in it now. Yeah, that's always awesome when you see a movie that um, kind of throws you right in the thick of it. Like shit, yeah. like the shit already went down. The cause of the all the activity and all the problems has already happened. Yeah. And you're just thrown into this world where you're like, what's going on? You got to try and find out what's happening. And then, as you said, you get thrown snippets through like a uh, radio news and like TV news and newspapers. And you begin to piece together all these little pieces. Yeah. Cause I, I like those because it, you know, the cause of it doesn't matter. You know, it, it's more of like they throw that in. So we get more of an awareness of this world. You know, so it's like it answers the audience question, but it's not it's not the central focus of the movie. You know, it's not like like it, compare that to uh, World War Z, where it's like you have the Brad Pitt character actively trying to find the source of, you know, the zombies. And in Train to Busan, it, that's not the point. The, the point is the Train to Busan, you know, and it's like, oh, all the people like suddenly trying to survive whatever crazy shit's going on. And and that movie too, it's a good example of how how it evolves the genre too, because they're they're infected and they act like zombies, but they're also a little more easier to deal with than uh, than stuff we see here in America. But also to to add to that, the way they transform too is pretty killer. Um, oh yeah, it's it's very like it's body horror esque, and I've, I'll say this time and time again, I love when like I love when you, you do weird stuff with bodies. And you get a lot of contortions and a lot of like a lot of seizure, bone cracking movements, a lot of like popping and locking. Yeah, and it just looks really good, especially when they start running and jumping. And there's there's one scene where they they just start jumping off the top of the train, and then like they get up, but it's like they get up with like legs first, and then then the head comes after. It's it's cool little details, man. Yeah, it's uh, that was a really cool movie. But again, like. This is what um, led us to this conversation is that the evolution of the zombie has made the zombie movie a lot more intense, a lot more crazy to deal with. Um, it's no longer um, a social commentary. It's just right. straight up action in your fucking face. Yeah. Uh, and it's cool. It's very cool. Like, uh, for example, Train to Busan, we mentioned they have the, you know, the crazy action. Um, Dawn of the Dead has the crazy action. The crazies, really good action. So again, this boils down to that conversation we had in our previous episode, where a lot of these people are—they're combining a lot of the action genre stuff into the horror. Yeah. And the zombie movie is a good example of that because they depend a lot on these action sequences to kind of keep the flow of the movie going. Yeah, and that's that's probably because like like you say the the zombie movies evolved. It's because it had to evolve, right? Because we we've had a billion zombie movies now. Like every every way you could possibly imagine a zombie existing like has been done in a movie, in a short film, in a TV show, in anything. So it's like what do you do next? 
and and like the rest of horror has answered with oh let's let's incorporate more action let's highlight the survival more than the the monster itself and zombie films like you say are a good example of this and you know the best ones are more about the fight for survival than the you know than the dread of you know cuz Romero already nailed it he nailed it with uh, his original Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead. He nailed that dread of like that hopelessness, yeah. you know? Exactly. And like he, it's in, you know, he did it twice, and it's like there's no more that you can do with that. It, it's already been done so well. So what do you, what do you do? And you then you do like Shaun of the Dead and focus on the people. Another thing you can also do would be like one of my favorites. Uh, Reanimator. You can have somebody trying to revive the dead. Yes. Um, uh, which brings up a lot more, a lot more d- different kinds of scenarios that you can get into. Like in Reanimator, which is one of my favorite movies, um, and H.P. Lovecraft Tale, who's a genius in terms of horror writing. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty much this kind of you know th- this medical student who has this formula he's been trying and experimenting on, and he finally gets it right. Uh, but he needs like the freshest body. So it puts him in a situation where it's like, all right, I tried it on a cat. It didn't work too well because it was a cat. Um, I went to the morgue. I tried it on the freshest body I could find, but apparently it wasn't that fresh because it didn't listen too well. So let's, uh, we, so that body I, re- I just reanimated just killed a human just now. Let me reanimate this human since it's the freshest body I got. So it, it puts the characters in all these little situations that you don't get with a normal kind of outbreak of zombie stuff. Um, and that's, that was really cool. So you see like the zombie genre itself, you can get very creative with it. If you know what you're doing. You and know, that was really cool. I, I pose, let me pose a question to you, Arturo evil dead. Would you consider the deadites zombies or are they demons? They're demons. Okay. Um, they're demons because they're conjured. Okay. Um, without the reading, of the Necronomicon, you would never get the demons. But uh, the, the Necronomicon has been used to, to raise zombies in some projects. So This is true. Uh, but then, again, I pose a question. Does these demons, right, these mm-hmm. deadites, they possessed, right? That's true. That's that's you a know? good point. And they clearly have, like, a personality and their own set of motives. And, yeah. Yes. Okay. Exactly. They. That's more of a possession thing, more of a... Uh, demonic possession honestly because it's a conjuring you know like again if the necronomicon wasn't read all this shit wouldn't have gone down pretty much. right right and i was thinking about that same thing too because i was looking at all these lists about about you know top zombie movies of all time and all this stuff just for our conversation mm-hmm. and um and evil dead popped up and i was like huh i'm like just because it says that the end does not mean it's a zombie movie you know right right it, it's definitely that's a good question it's definitely not in my opinion a did do a little digging and i do think that uh, the evil dead movies are not classified as zombie movies being that it's uh, it's conjuring and demonic possession and all that evil good stuff but uh what's your favorite zombie movie man oh i you know i was afraid you were gonna ask this arturo because i good. I, <laughs> uh, I know i've been thinking a lot and thinking about okay so if we're going if, if we want to, I'm going to give two answers, you know, just to qualify things. If you're going traditional, like, dead coming to life, then it does have to go back to Romero. You know what I mean? Of course, yeah. Like, 
And then, you know, I, I do love me some Shaun of the Dead, but even then it's like, you know, you bite, you get infected. It's not like, oh, they eat you. You know, it's just you bite, you get infected. And I, I really like Dawn of the Dead. You know, I want to say Night of the Living Dead, but it's it's one of those things where it's like if I say it, I'm like, ah, I like for what it what it launched. You know, it's got a lot of good stuff in it. And of course, you know, when you have a black protagonist who, you know, who like Romero was like so forward thinking back then. It's so wild. Yeah, absolutely. It's so wild how like how still relevant that is. But Dawn of the Dead, man, it's such a good movie and even then then it then inspired a even better remake but it on the other hand if we're talking about just like everything else and, and i would say train to busan man it, it is a it is a korean movie and of course you know that's that is a barrier to entry for a lot of folks you know for many reasons but i would i would argue that it's just a, it's a good story and i like the fact that the zombies are easier to deal with that you can actually fight them you know, you can you you can punch them, and 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 you know what I mean. It's stuff like it's little touches like that where it's like, you know, you're emphasizing the character more than like the monster. Like the fact that like there was one cool like uh, like really cool tough dude, and who's now in the Eternals movie, Marvel's yeah, Eternals that's, movie. Yeah, that's dope. Good and, for him. Man. Yeah, seriously. But like it's stuff like that because he's and he was just punching zombies. And, like that's so. It's such a dumb thing, but it's so fun. And I'm like, I would, I'd rather had a movie like highlight that stuff. And like the fact that you can fight them off with like a, a, a stick, but it's still like, it was still very serious, but it, and then it's all enclosed and you know, you're fighting from one point of the train to the other. So it had that, like that snow piercer vibe. And it's just, it, it was a smart, it's a smart movie. It's smart, but it, yeah, just. I would say those two trained to boost on a little bit more, I guess, you know, just recency bias, I guess, because I saw and an overall story too, like yeah. from start to finish. It's definitely way better than um, what we used to get back in the day. Yeah, definitely. That's why I'm just like, yeah, trained to boost on. I, I would probably just put it the, like the very top. It, it's just a, it's a very solid from beginning to end kind of movie. No, I agree 100%. It is one of my favorites, too. Uh, you actually recommended it to me, and uh, I checked it out, and I definitely wasn't disappointed. Also, a question. Uh, you brought up an uh, interesting uh, theory I just thought about. So do zombies, are they interested in increasing their numbers, or are they in- interested in feeding? Yeah, see, that's the thing, right? Because, like, no no movie, I like, Romero, like, Romero's films have been the closest to, like, figuring out, like, how a zombie quote-unquote thinks, you yeah. know, because they don't think, uh, you know, it's supposed to be just, like, this living mass of, like, just death, Yeah, because right? technically, if they're dead, they're, you know, there's no brain in there, you know, they take out your brain when you die, so, um, there's, there's, shouldn't be any thought process except for feeding, right? Right. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, that's why they were the um, they were mostly like a metaphorical villain, like a metaphor, like for, you know, encroaching dread and encroaching like societal issues. And like, you know, and now it's like even more so where it's like the, you got the the arguments for the 99 percent against the one percent. You know, it it's, it's basically like the fear of the other. Right. It's that xenophobic like, oh, I'm I'm afraid of what I don't understand. You know, and 
it, and it's, it, it's it's also the fear of death, right? Because it's like death takes everybody, regardless, you know. So it's one of those things where it's like it it always just gives you like a full hopelessness either way. Yeah, yeah, especially because it's always like, oh my god, like I don't want to turn into one of those things, right? But then you eventually will if you get caught. Or else you're going to be completely just dead, you know? Yeah, it's always been, like, a given. Like, regardless of any of these, like, uh, any of these zombie movie projects, it's always just a given. There's no, you know, um, there's rarely a cure. And if there's a cure, it's kind of like, it. you know, the movie ends before we actually see it take effect. Yeah, exactly. Like, if there is a cure for the particular infection in that movie... It's usually not a cure for the ones that are already fully infected. It's it's usually a cure for uh, – it's more of a preventative kind of cure or like if you first see the signs, you can do this right. and then you're good. But it's never a cure to save the people because I was just thinking about that too. Like do these infections have cures? And if they do, do we ever see them actually curing any of these zombies? I know for instance in World War Z, they – were in that in that CDC building towards the end of the movie, and they had found this cure. Remember? Yeah, um, yeah. But it didn't cure the zombie. It kind of just tamed them, uh, and that kind of goes to show, like once you're infected, you could, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, uh, and World War Z. You know, just a side note had some like it had one of my little favorite little zombie evolutions you know the, the the zombie horde like climbing on top of each other that's such a good visual and i like the chattering teeth thing that's a good little oh, detail yeah, yeah, that, that was great yeah was but great. Uh, but then you then you you, you got to recognize all his problems like the pepsi and the, you know. oh yeah i mean you know and its plot in general like I, it is unique for like you said like it's it's about one guy trying to find the cure and that's not really a thing that happens you know except maybe no not even like the omega man remember the omega man where it's like yeah. mutants and one guy versus mutants and then yeah but even then it was like you know there was not much to do there in terms yeah. of finding a cure yeah so I, it's really that right like i don't think Zombies don't really have like a, a thing. Like and and then when they do have a thought process, like I think Land of the Dead, where it had like a smarter, like general zombie, you know? Yeah. Or you yeah, have like, like that's a little weird. Um <laughs> yeah. because I was just thinking I've seen a lot of shows about like autopsies and stuff like that. Right. Um and you know, I'm pretty sure they remove all the vital organs before you they bury people. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like zombies. Headshot. Yeah, like that, you. That takes me to the headshot. You start like that's the thing too. Like the thing about zombies is yeah, it's scary, and that's why it's. I would argue that's why it's the one people argue, or it's like they say it would be fun if like a zombie apocalypse happens because it's it's not something that actually can happen. You know. I mean, also, they're thinking about the slow zombies. I don't think they're thinking about the oh, ones that are opposed to real fucking threat. Oh, right? yeah. Like, if, if we got hit by an infected thing. We're fucked. Yeah. No, they, we're, no I'm, we're done. I'm, I'm done. done. I know I'm done. I'm, I'm just going to sit in my room and then there you go. 
just take yeah, me. I'm just gonna make sure, like you know, I fortify myself with my kids and my wife, and then and know. even and even then, Arturo, that's even if you're lucky. Like, what yeah. if what if you're going to work? <laughs> like, I know, you know. Like, what if you're like I sitting on the to- at any moment? I'm not the fastest person out yeah. there. <laughs> and like, what if you were like, what if I was like sitting on the toilet or taking a shower? You know, because you know, every one of these movies has like a naked zombie, and I have, I have like so much fear that I'd be one of those. You know? Yeah, you'd be the one to taking a shit and be like, hey, what's the commotion outside? And then all of a sudden, the zombie just breaks through a fucking skull. Yeah, like, I'm, you just, know... Like, just your shit up, so you know? like, and then you're I'm, like, oh shit, that's I'm, a commotion. Yeah, I'm the one in the movie where they're like, I'm like sitting on the stall and I'm like, occupied, and it's just, <laughs> <laughs> like, occupied. Somebody's in your goddamn stall. <laughs> like, gosh, people yeah. are so rude. Yeah, no yeah. Personal space. <laughs> yeah, or like I, I've always figured. Uh, I think I've told you this before, but for the feeds at home, like if if there were a zombie outbreak, I'd be the guy going, "Hey, are you all right, man?" No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, man. It's like, hey, you took a really bad spill, buddy. Are you all right? And yeah. Then they, the- like, it's like dripping blood. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're like, hey, you don't look too good, man. You don't look too good. <laughs> And then you're done. And yeah, then you're dead. yeah, because people become one of them and, and do the same thing to your friends. Yeah, because you, you know you look at like the Mad Max stuff, or you look at movies like Zombieland, where it's like they make it look like it's fun just shooting. I I, I don't know what that what fun of that is, but you know what I mean. Like there's there's an inherent fun of just having like infinite freedom, you know, of just doing whatever you want. That yeah, ad, no, that's that, wrong. Like, yeah, that, that's a that's a misconception that people are definitely going to have to get rid of. Or not get rid of, but get over pretty quickly if that ever happens. And oh yeah, knocking all kinds of wood that that doesn't ever happen because we're not prepared for that kind of shit. Yeah, there's no like, there's no like anarchy in a, every sense of the word is like it's no you have no conception like no one has real conception of pure anarchy. You know? No, thank goodness though. But, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, we all be like, oh yeah, that'd be cool, man. Like, no, no, I like law and order. You know? Yes, thank you, <laughs> thank you, law and order. Please, yeah, please, please let society you know? hold together. Let us. I'm lo- a law-abiding citizen, so uh, <laughs> please, you know, protect me. <laughs> I pay my goddamn taxes, all right? Yeah, word, dude. Like, it, like zombie movies. I get it. They're fun. And it's more about like you know. And now with this turn, like you're saying, the turn towards like the action of it, you know, and I'm curious, like, what do you, what do you think zombie movies can do next? Like, we haven't had a lot of it. Like, that's why, like, Walking Dead's, like, burning out. You know, they're trying to do, like, another show. I know, I keep bringing up Walking Dead. It's just because that's the one I know, you know, Yeah, right? that's the one that everyone turns to in terms of the classic zombie kind of trope. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a good question, man. Um, what hasn't been done? Yeah, yet, what's there know? left to do except, like, but then, you know, you, if you change it just a little bit, then it turns into something else, right? Like, crazies, you know, it's it's zombies, but, like, smart. Deadites, it's zombies, but they're pos- they're possessing other things. Yeah, so like it's that's a tough question because I don't know how they can do it any different because it depends which kind of zombie you're talking about. You right, I mean? like what kind of how will A plus B equal zombie? You know, like what are you adding together that's giving you this zombie for this particular movie? You could because then you know you, you, that really all depends on how you on how everything's going to unfold, obviously. Um, that's tough, dude. That's a really tough question. 
Right. Um, it'd be cool to kind of um, see some kind of, I mean, it's been done in those awful, like, Land of the Dead movies, but, like, a more of a, a zombie hive mind kind of deal mm-hmm. um, where there's one main zombie and then they would just kind of be turning people, you know? Right. Um, just to get them on their side. But then that's a whole different kind of zombie because what caused that initial zombie to be a zombie, you know? So, like, you're always going to go around in circles, um, and it really all depends on how you get there. Yeah, but, like, I would I would think maybe, you know, then it's like, I would suggest doing reanimator, but, like, super reanimator. So, like, maybe one guy's doing, like, making, like, a zombie with four arms and shit. I don't know. Like, I, but then, then it's like, then you get Resident Evil. Like, that's Resident Evil. <laughs> Dude, I was, I was getting... I was going to get to Resident Evil this conversation at some point. Like, right. I have it on my list over here of movies. I have it as Resident Evils because <laughs> um, of so fucking many of them. Yeah. And um, and that was uh, also a, a misconception written and done by a Hollywood because Resident Evil is not about zombies. It's about, like, just, like, the initial Resident Evil is about a haunted house, right? Well, it... Kind it's, of. Yeah, it's right? zombies... Oh, but it's it's a haunted house with a zombie twist. Like, the the infected things have been around since the beginning. Like, the, the mutated, like... Um, you know, then you have, like, zombie dogs. And you have, like, uh, the lickers, which were, like, uh, the, the monsters with, like, the super long tongues and stuff. But it wasn't, like... It wasn't the T-virus. So these zombies... Are- these monsters, I should say, already existed, right? Yeah, or it, it's it, it's always been like this. <laughs> it's always a gray area. When yeah, it comes to it, you people. know, then you have like that Umbrella Corp always like experimenting. So that's yeah. So that's why I'm like, what do you do? Like, what's there left to do? And you know, that's probably why we haven't had zombie shit in a while. Yeah, honestly, like, there's not much left. Um, especially on that end, it's. Like you mentioned earlier, I think now what they can really focus on now is the human story and the human aspect of a zombie movie. Right. I think that's the only way you can keep being original when it comes to zombie stuff. Like, how are we connecting with the characters and the actors in the movie? What kind of people are they? What kind of relationships are they forming? Um, you're always going to have that, that dirtbag asshole who's always going to turn on people because he's a fucking coward. You know, like... you're. Like, I guess now it's all about the human um, story in these yeah. zombie movies. Because uh, have if you, zombies are supposed to be mindless, there's not much story you can give them, you know? Yeah. Have you have you uh, seen or read The Road? Uh, Dude. Cormac, yeah. Um, one of my favorite books. Yeah. Cormac uh, one McCarthy. One of my favorite movies. Yeah. It's super fucking dark as shit. Now, the ima- book is darker than the movie. Imagine that with zombies. No, I couldn't. I was, you know what? You're, I swear, like you're like reading my mind. Like I was gonna bring that up earlier, but then I was like, it's not zombies, but it is a very post-apocalyptic dark world, which yeah. should resemble what you know Zombieland should be looking like. You know, yeah. Like yeah. I thought about the road when you talked about Zombieland and how the world has turned uh, uh, ten years after the incident. You know, yeah. And so but, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe like a 28 months. Like if we get like a you know if we get another 28 later like do a 28 months late or do 28 months or you do 28 years and we just get the road but with zombies you know what's funny i think i i think i heard 
Maybe he's got Cillian Murphy back. Oh, wow. Okay. I think so. I could be completely fucking wrong. Yeah, they, you would have to do 28 months, I guess. You know, it, it makes sense. It's cool. But I, I would rather, like, since it's been gone this long, if you're no, doing... Cillian Murphy, if you think about Cillian Murphy, he's, he's aged as well. You could probably pull off a 28 years. That's true. You know? Just just put him in, like, some more old man makeup, you know? Yeah, because what, what was the original 28 Days Later out? That had to be back in, what, 2002? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Three? It's been, like... It's been a good, like... I want to say at least 15 it's years. Fif- yeah, it's been 15 years, so you can definitely, you know... <laughs> you can realistically make the 28 <laughs> years later. <laughs> and it'd be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, we get it. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, uh, I think the zombie movie now will be focusing on just how the humans react and interact in that world. Um, yeah. Like, for instance, uh, one of my favorite zombie movies, I think I've, I told you before, is this French horror movie called The Horde, where it's just, it's like, it, it starts with a cop story, cop trying to get revenge um, uh, on the killer of his brother. They're fighting in this tenement building, like this project high-rise building in mm-hmm. France, where there's a drug lord on the top floor, um, like the raided ship. But then, you know, there's a lot of weird shit going on outside. And it just so happens there's a fucking zombie outbreak out of nowhere that they have to deal with. So on top of like on top of these gangsters and these drug dealers, these cops are dealing with, they have to deal with the zombie outbreak right outside. And it's just this hopeless feeling. And like you, you fall deep into it with these characters because you've been in this one action adventure already with them um, going up and down this project, trying to like, get this drug dealer guy and then they're thrown into a horror action sequence where they have to kind of survive the zombie outbreak out of nowhere so it's, um, it's, so it's kind of like that movie uh what is it assault on precinct 13 or some shit like that it's precinct something where yeah, you, yeah it's all this shit it's coming like after you from the outside it's like that but it's more in terms of it's more like dread mm, okay you know? Uh, it's more like Dread, where these guys are going into this building for okay. the purpose of killing the drug dealer, but then some shit happens and zombie outbreak. You know, so that's one of my favorites, along with a reanimator, uh, along with reanimator, like I mentioned, because of just how unique that situation is, where you have this guy reanimating corpses, right. um, actual dead people, and another one of my favorites. So those are my top three. So you have the Horde number three. You have Reanimator at number two, and number one is uh, the the classic from the seventies from um, the Italian master Lucio Fulci. That's uh, yeah, okay. zombie where people might recognize it from the you know zombie versus shark you know T-shirts and the little memes and whatever it is you find out there about that. But the movie deals with the classic version of zombieism, which is the voodoo aspect of it, right? Right, right. Because um, it it starts at the Caribbean islands and then. These people are dying of like a sickness or like of some kind of illness and then they're just rising from the dead and the doctor is like, I don't know what to do and he's just shooting corpses left and right in the head uh, trying to figure out a cure um, for this crazy um, zombie outbreak that just starts. And The movie's great. It has awesome practical effects. Um, it has some gnarly kills in it. Um, the story is actually pretty decent. There's some like the characters are a little bit out there just because it's seventies horror stuff, but um, it's really cool. It's, it's really cool to see these movies that don't focus so much on a horde, on like a, a full blown zombie outbreak. Um, I like the movies that kind of just throw you into it. Like 
for instance, there's a movie called um, The Signal. It's uh, it's from back in the day. I forgot the year, but there's this signal going on on this frequency on TV. And if you hear it, you turn into this crazy, like, you know, possessed kind of human being. Interesting. Out for blood. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so that as well is you can put it under that same category of infection. So just to wrap this all up, zombies can be made from pretty much anything you want to kind of throw at somebody, you know? Right. You can have an infection, you can have an outbreak, you can have uh, rising from the dead, um, you can have a conjuring, and it will always be interesting to see how the main characters and supporting characters all interact with this with this antagonist of, yeah. of things that, that should be dead coming at you. Yeah, because you know? I, I agree, because at the end of the day, like, we... We can, like, dissect and be like, you know, oh, is this really a zombie? Is this not? But it, they're all generally serving the same purpose, right? Of just yes, being, exactly, like, this exactly. this big blank slate of just, like, a threat. Just being this big, big threat that you don't really have to define too much. Like, you don't have to dig into the why. Like, you don't have to go and explain why this thing is a threat. You just, like, immediately you're like, oh, wow, okay, this thing is thing is threatening to these characters so and that's really it's like you you get that all out of the way so you have more time to like and you have more time to explore you know your main characters and how they react to it like you're saying yes but you know what though like every zombie movie though everyone's always fucking curious how are these things coming back to life you know what i mean yeah no matter what's going on with the humans and stuff um, even if it's a compelling story, a captivating story, you're just in it. But in the back of your mind, you're always wondering, how the fuck are these things coming back to life and why? That's like, true. What's causing it? That's that's also the beauty of these zombie movies that because it's so uh, it's so crazy uh, of a situation, because it's so unknown and medically unknown and scientifically unknown, there's always questions as to like, oh my God, like – is this possible? Is this thing possible? And why is it possible? What's it doing it? Um, and what's causing it? So it kind of um, makes you think outside the box as a viewer as well, especially um, in the movies that they don't really give you all the pieces of the puzzle. It makes it fun. It makes it a fun watch. Just like um, uh, we'll roll back to your favorite, uh, Train to Busan, for example. Like You didn't know what was causing it. You just know that there was this dude and his kid, and he had to bring his kid all the way to this all the way from point A to point B safely. Yeah, that's true. All the while finding out that there's this fucking zombie outbreak while on the train and then they find out on the train because somebody's infected and then that infected person infects others and they kind of just attack everyone and then it's all out life and just run for your life kind of shit and it's stories like that that really kind of put seats and uh, butts in the seats and eyes on the screen um, and really hold the viewer uh, because you don't know what's going to happen next. And yeah. Again, Train to Busan is a great example of that. Um, so I highly recommend yeah, watching it's that. that. It's that comic. It always goes back to the, like, it's like humans want to watch how other humans react to things, right? So it's yes. like you want to imagine, like, it's like you personally, everybody wants to be in this situation because you want to see yourself going, oh, I would 
I would be killing all these zombies too. I'd be like Tallahassee and Zombie Land and just shooting them like nothing and all that. But no, we'd we'd all be sitting on the toilet and just be like occupying. Hey, bro. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hey, like, hey, someone's buddy. in here. Like you need some help, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though. Like like we all have these fantasies. Like for, for instance, like I do. Like oh, if uh, if there was a zombie outbreak here in New York City. One place you would go is probably the Museum of Natural History or the Met because of all the like ancient uh, like war artifacts you can grab and just fucking all the armor and shit you can grab, you know? Yeah. And then you're like, you know what? Like, if you're in the city during a zombie outbreak, fucking good luck. And then like, like how often are you are, are you swinging swords and shit in your daily life? You know? Yeah. I would probably pull like a muscle. <laughs> yeah, like, with the, with the, the first, first time one. I my sword, I'd probably like pull a rib cage or something. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. I'd be done. I'd be done. Like the sword would be unexpectedly heavier than I thought, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I got this. And then one swing, the sword gets stuck on some grass, and then the dude's gonna just eat my rib cage out. Yeah, I mean, like I knowing my luck, I would turn on the news, or even if I'm watching the news, you know, because we're always watching other shit, like. You know, the course feeds at home could be listening to this podcast, you know, instead of like listening to the radio. You know, <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? It's a good idea. All right. So uh, an idea that they that they haven't done yet is using the social media stuff for zombie outbreak, like using the Citizen app. You know, how the Citizen app it was like, hey, there's a fire uh, oh, a couple blocks yeah. away. Be careful. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be cool to kind of have a movie based off social media and like, you know, I, there's updates all the time and trending on Twitter and you're seeing, oh shit, zombie outbreak trending on Twitter. What's, what's this all about? And, you know, and then, um, it'd be cool to see a movie use this new uh, technology that we have on the, of the internet yeah. and social media. Yeah. Cause then kind you, of leave a good story. Yeah. Cause you always have some movies that like, that like, oh, have like, oh, gruesome murder in public or something like that. Right. Where, yes. you know, the news reports is like, oh, gruesome murder. But then you have tweets and stuff going, oh, dude, that's a zombie. And then the one right under it, like, no, nah, dude, that's not a zombie. You're dumb. Or, you know, it's stupid shit like that. And there yeah, you go. It'd be cool to see, like, um, kind of an all-around, like, media experience. Because oh, dude. Do it, uh, yeah. do it unfriended style, you know, unfriended, it's, yes. it, but yes. it has a good gimmick, I'm gonna give it that, of just, like, focusing on a screen, you know, oh, it's man, course feeds, look, this is trademarked to us, okay? <laughs> Listen, the minute this gets published on iTunes and SoundCloud, it's, it's copyrighted. Yeah, it's like, copyrighted, do, right? do, it so un- do it unfriended, <laughs> but with zombies, there you yeah, go. Yeah, dude, it's, um, it's a good idea, oh. um. Because it'd be like um, it'd be like a Cloverfield chase, yeah, you know, but with zombies. Oh. Um, I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet, dude. There <laughs> we go. See, now we were this whole time we were trying to figure out like what do you do next, and we figured it out. There we go. There Thank you go, Citizen App. But yeah, but um, that wraps it up, man. There's not much else to talk about zombies unless uh, text you want to say a couple things if you haven't uh, uh, watch Train to Busan it's on Netflix that's what I would just outright recommend from this conversation and yeah. if you're going to see Zombieland Double Tap I guess see the first one I mean it's kind of a given right yeah you would hope they'd you know they'd probably do a little review of the rules in part two so yeah but the first one probably is going to be the better one yeah so I definitely recommend watching that one if you are going to watch part two yeah um but uh, besides Train to Busan, I would highly recommend That of the Living Dead, the original from 68 from Romero. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, you have to watch it. It's uh, um, 
it's great for the times. Uh, there's a lot of social commentary in it. Um, I'm not going to spoil the ending because I've spoiled it before. But if you're listening now, I'm not going to spoil it for yeah, you. Yeah, because it's uh, in the yeah. it's in the public domain, so it might even be free legally on YouTube. So it, it's it's been out so long, and it's just kind of like that's why zombies are the way they are today. It's because it's just like you know it wasn't Romero didn't get to license it all the way. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah, because of. From that, you get the very awesome stuff of Return of the Living Dead, which is uh, like a parody, pretty much. But it's uh, it's a parody of Jace because it kind of became its own thing, right? Um, spawning a couple other sequels and being a very fun movie to watch, actually. So I I recommend Return of the Living Dead as well. Uh, those are really cool movies. But just go out there and watch um watch the original shit, watch the original Dawn of the Dead, um, see how the commentary from the that time. Is uh, is very blatant. Um, pretty much zombies hanging out in a mall. That's when big malls uh, uh, popped up around. I'm um, in America. And people were spending all their money and, and their time in these malls. So it's about commercialism and all that stuff. Um, so these older movies had a a story behind them mm-hmm. that when you watch it, you're like, oh, okay, okay, I get it, I see. Yeah, it was um, it was back when zombies were used for purpose. You know, yes, and now it's exactly. just like now it's just zombies for zombies' sake. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of lost its luster, honestly, especially with all that Walking Dead business. I was never a big fan of Walking Dead, right? Um, but it's uh, it's I think now because of that show, a lot of the people are, are desensitized to that genre in general, right? Um, and I think because of that show too, it's it's it made the genre a little stale. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping um, they can get a shot at the arm down the line. Um, if anybody heard this little idea, you know, we're we'd be willing to share that little script, you know, money. <laughs> I mean, if look. Just, if you write the script, yeah. we'll, we'll give you uh, the information. Yeah, just give us that executive producer credit. You know, the one that means nothing, but the one that says we, we were involved with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one that means nothing, but still gives us money. Yeah, uh, yeah. The one that lets us have our name on, like, before the movie starts, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but thanks for listening, uh, fiends out there. We appreciate it. Uh, this uh, is episode five of The Morgue, the official Corpse Feed podcast. Uh, don't forget to check out all the social feeds, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I'm all up on there. Like we say every episode, feel free to reach out to us. Um, like, for instance, I have a little uh, – someone recently reached out to me. They made a claymation horror, like, short video Ooh, um, awesome. on, on YouTube. So I'm going to check that out tonight and uh, and see if it's any good. So just uh, send me stuff, whether it's music, whether it's, you know, artwork and stuff. I've shared a lot of stuff from people who are just starting out. And, you know, I uh, it's my pleasure to share that stuff out with the community. And, and people seem to really dig it. And, uh, and thanks again to Tex. For, uh, for being with me on this journey, man. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Once again, I'm Arturo Padilla, uh, the face behind the feed. Um, and uh, text, remember, it's a scary world out there, but uh, we're here to walk you guys through it.